Good morning, planet Earth, and happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday, as some would say, although it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, which is in case you missed it, SMB stands for small and medium-sized business. I've been engaged with SMBs in various ways for over 20 years now. There is a lot of SMB love on talkradio.myc on Friday. We got Tommy D on philanthropy and focus before me, Jeremiah Fox on the entrepreneurial web after me, and we got Joseph Franklin McElroy on wise content creates wealth later on today. Over the last two decades, I've noticed that some of the best thought leadership for SMBs happens on Friday when we feel the freedom of the weekend coming. However, we're all so anxious to start the weekend. These crucial pearls of wisdom we have, they're often overlooked and they're forgotten in front of our in favor of our fun weekend activities and our freedom from work. Here on Always Friday, we take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity. We like to discuss popular topics that are on the minds of SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. Coincidentally, my last name means free in German, which just for everybody out there, uh, that's not just a play on words here, people. There's a little bit of a deeper meaning. Okay, so let's roll with this. I'm feeling free. I got my shades on. Get the party started here. We're talking about your playbook for impact and influence today. SMBs, they need to make technology work for their teams, and they have to be able to accomplish their organizational goals. Too often, I see businesses using the ready, fire, aim strategy, and it's very concerning. It's a much better practice to deploy tested systems, strategies, and shortcuts to really power up your cu- the customer activity that you need and to address the market demands and to reliably fuel your business. Entrepreneurial businesses, they're the, they are the lifeblood of our communities, and they can make significant advancements through online marketing and sales. When SMBs have the right partners here, they can make some more money, they can reduce stress, all while increasing their impact and influence. So we're going to get deep into this today. While we're on talkradio.myc, we don't want this to just be talk. The goal here is we want to use the insight on the, on the SMB landscape take it and make some impact on Monday morning. Far too often, SMBs are focused on the product that's going to solve their problems. The shiny new mousetrap, the magic wand, the magic bullet. In my travels, the products change every single day in every other facet of our lives, both personal and business. No substitute whatsoever for surrounding yourself with the right people first, keeping a good focus on the process that's going to help you achieve your goal. If you do that, the right products will be there. I promise you, everything begins and ends with the people. So in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, we have a great show for you here today. We have Jacob Griscom, Chief Business Development Officer at R&B Communications. So Jacob is a business development executive, contracts with businesses on a part-time basis, temporary, longer-term engagements, helps them really scale, build and optimize their internal systems, secure investors, grow partnerships, get more customers, and increase average customer value. Jacob has worked in a number of different industries, big on Ayurveda and yoga therapy, technical education, telecommunications, worked with nonprofits, venture philanthropy, blockchain, cryptocurrency, programmatic advertising, IT outsourcing, music agencies. Is there anything this guy doesn't do? The fundamental skills he brings to the table across all industries, brick and mortar or online, you know, it's, he's able to just make the message, you know, get it out there digitally and, you know, really take take the organization to new levels. Top talents include CRM organization around key KPIs, sales pipeline management, training and optimization, investor outreach, pitch decks, partnership program development and outreach, power strategy, sales copywriting, and brand messaging. 
Jacob and his team start with an in-depth understanding of your business, and then they build a free custom digital playbook for your business. And then you can engage them to use it or not. He is one of the most ideal people to discuss the topic of the day here today. And as always, we're going to talk about my favorite three questions. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? And what is your favorite musical instrument and the artist who plays it? I love movies. I love TV. I love music. It's very personal to me. And so we're going to learn a little bit more about Jacob's life. So let's get into it real quick. We're going to sit out by my fire pit and just talk a little bit about my take on the story of the day here. So I, I've always believed that it's it's more it's more advantageous for folks to be interested over interesting. It's always a good practice to really take interest in the folks that you're speaking with, the clients that you're serving, the prospects that you're seeking. It's, it, it goes a long way. It makes a much bigger impact than, than talking about yourself. But it is always good to have some great stories and great life experience. It does make, it does make you interesting. It makes the conversation good. When I first met Jacob Griscom, I knew from the second I met him, that he was a well-traveled person. And I know that someone like him knows his audience and knows how to speak their language. You know, it's, it's something that's very important these days. There's a lot of different generations in play that are working, you know, these days, and they all take in and digest information a little bit differently. So when you can really speak your audience's language, it goes a long way to making a lasting impact. And one thing that resonated with me when I was speaking with Jacob before we got to the show here, he said, you know, the more languages you can speak, the better off you will be. Speak as many languages as you can. And I I thought that was cool because it made me think of when I was on study abroad in Europe many years ago. You know, I felt the exact same way when I was traveling around, you know, different European countries. If I was able to, to literally say things in a few various languages It would help me go a long way to identify with people while I was on the road in different countries. So not necessarily to take the literal translation of that, you know, just to think about it in terms of the more languages you can speak to appeal to your audience, you know, the more you know your audience and the more you can speak their language, the more impactful your messaging is always going to be. You could take it literally or you could take it figuratively. So in that spirit, I wanted to relate a couple of thoughts from a book here to you guys this morning. So there's a book written by a gentleman named Alex Rawlings. uh, How to Speak Any Language Fluently, Fun, Stimulating, and Effective Methods to Help Anyone Learn Languages Faster. And since we like to have some fun here, figured we'd uh, relate a couple of tidbits from this book. This was actually first published in uh, Great Britain, where I studied abroad. Uh, This is from 2017. There's a, a section in here that says 10 good reasons why everyone should be learning a language. And again, don't take just take this literally as in learning a foreign language. You know, learn the language that engages prospects and clients. So languages are one of those unique things in life that are always worth learning. Whether you know a lot or just a little, whether you speak them every day or once a year, and whether you speak many or just one, you are better off for knowing what you do than if you don't, didn't know it at all. Even just a few words in another language are better than knowing nothing at all. A new language brings you a a whole host of new opportunities. It allows you to step into a parallel universe where you get the chance to live your life 
again, but in a different language, interacting with people from different walks of life in ways that you never could before. But as with all things, the challenge of learning a new language brings difficulties too. The ability to speak another language is a skill that can be developed only through patience with dedication and over time. So there's 10 good reasons why everybody should be learning a language. Number one is the brain gym. Learning a new language keeps your brain active. It requires you to constantly be learning new things and applying your new knowledge. Each time you learn something new, neural pathways are formed in your brain that help keep it active and young. Spending a few minutes each day learning a new language is a little bit like doing Sudoku, but infinitely more useful and applicable. Number two is you can see the world a little differently. Speaking a new language forces you to change the way in which you express yourself. You will learn new sayings, new expressions, and you'll see how languages express ideas in entirely different ways. Gradually, you'll develop a sense of how the people who speak your new language think. This will introduce you to a world that your native tongue alone could have never shown you. Number three is you can earn more money. Studies suggest that people who speak more languages can earn more money. In a globalized world, which we're definitely living in these days, the ability to communicate with customers and colleagues in their own language is as invaluable to you as it is to your employer. There are also whole industries based exclusively around language skills, such as translation and interpretation, but also social media moderation, advertising, diplomacy, and many others. Number four, you can gain increased cognitive abilities. Science has proven that speaking a foreign language actually makes you smarter. It will speed up your brain and allow it to process more complex information at the same time. Importantly, these benefits are available to anyone learning a foreign language at any time of their life, not just brought up bilingual or multilingual. This struck a nerve with me because my oldest friend does speak another language, and I always felt that he was always had extra cognitive abilities because of it. A little side note here, it says, did you know that in an experiment, it was shown that babies who had simply heard more than one language before they had spoken their first word, they were able to focus on two different sources of just light. While babies who had only heard one language, they could only focus on one at a time. Very interesting. Number five, you can actually delay dementia by four and a half years. Learning a new language is so good for your brain that scientists have now proven that doing so will delay the onset of dementia or Alzheimer's by about four and a half years. This makes learning a language one of the most effective ways known to prevent the condition. Number six, cope with mental health problems. The, the NHS lists that learning a new language as one of the best ways to deal with depression and other mental health conditions. Studying plus the routine and regularity that it requires is a great way to cope with these kinds of stresses in your life. Number seven, increased cultural awareness. Learning a language brings you into contact with a huge range of people and cultures that you might otherwise have never had the chance to get to know. Being able to speak to people in their own language gives you a unique opportunity to come to understand them, their views, their beliefs, and traditions. That will in turn make you more aware than ever before of both the differences and similarities that exist between you. Number eight, you build better relationships. Generally, people love speaking their own language. If you give them that chance, they will feel far freer and more open to speaking to you and getting to know you than if you oblige them to speak your language. Number nine, understand your own language better. 
even though you speak your own language natively, you probably haven't spent much time thinking about it. Learning a new language will make you more aware of grammar, where words come from, expressions, and how to write effectively, not just in the one you're learning, but very often in your own native tongue too. Number 10, learning languages is a way of life. Learning a new language is a lifelong undertaking. However much you know, there will always be more left to learn, just like in the business world. As you start taking on a new language and getting to know a new culture and new people, you are likely to get hooked in the process. There is no pastime more mentally stimulating and satisfying than this. I think that Jacob would agree when I asked him what other languages he dabbled in. He said Spanish, Turkish, and Khmer, which is derived from Sanskrit. Cambodian language. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to be right back with Jacob Griscom, Chief Business Development Officer at RMB Communications. Stay with us, everybody. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
Welcome back, everybody. It's always Friday. It's me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're going to dive right in here talking with Jacob Griscom, Chief Business Development Officer at R&B Communications. Jacob, I can't tell you what a pleasure it is to have you on the show, my man. Hey, I am very glad to be here. As I said, I've, I've been tricked into this, and it's a good thing. It's not something I would have come up with on my own. <laughs> Love playing Jedi mind tricks, however possible, baby. So, Jacob, this is the method part of the show here. This is where we like to talk about the science behind what you do. What do you do? How do you do it? How do you go to market for it? And uh, when I was talking to Jacob before the show, everybody, if he was going to title this episode in five words, he would say, attract and activate customers now. And I know that's what the goal is for Jacob and his team, but they have some pretty clear methods on how they go about it. So Jacob, lay it on us, baby. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, in any anything in life, if you can have a framework, it's very helpful because then it, it, it's like a map. And when you have a little blue dot on the map, you know where you are. And if you know where you are, then you can get to different places. But uh, very much if you don't have an accurate starting place for where you are, then it's going to be really confusing to get anywhere else. So I find that to be the same case for marketing. And a framework that we use in marketing, we like to call the local domination roadmap. Now, it's it's especially effective for local domination, but it'd also be true in terms of uh, a business that would have a regional or a national or world uh, domination per se. World domination, absolutely. So you can you can expand this out to whatever your your scale of reference is for your business. Um, but yeah, it it starts with it starts with essentially understanding that there are really only three ways to get customers on the internet. And these are going to be the, the, the word of mouth customers that come to you because they've heard about you from uh, a partner or another customer or a client. You've got the active searchers, the people who are looking for your products and services right now today. And then we, we want to assess like, all right, how visible are you to those active searchers and are they choosing you or not when they, when they see you? And then you've got passive prospects, right? These are your future buyers. These are the ones who are a great fit for your products and services, but they either one, aren't looking for it actively today or two, they may have some, some objections. They have, may have some misconceptions about your project or service that would need to be addressed before they would be, you know, enter into that consideration phase and become your, your future active buyer. So that really helps to narrow things down. So if you know there are really only three ways to get customers on the internet, then every single marketing tactic that you are going to engage in could, could fall into uh, attracting one of those three types of customers. So that then helps to build a really helpful framework of who are we going after and in what order should we go after them? I would agree with you. I also like the framework that you alluded to as far as thinking of yourself on a map in particular places. I think of this with any sort of trusted advisor to SMBs. You know, a lot of you know, SMB growth and a lot of growth in, even for individuals and financial portfolios and things like that is where are you now? Where do you want to go? And how are you going to get there? And that's more about you being a guide to your client, prospect, customer, whatever it is, than it is, you know, the, the, the person, you know, the client, whatever, finding 
a map and a compass somewhere online. And I think that's that's very important for this type of space, especially when you're talking about you know, digital marketing. A lot of times people, even people who are in your position are so focused on the results that they forget about what gets them there. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, I even had a, a teacher in the space of, of consciousness that would use that metaphor, self-understanding and self-discovery. And it's like, if you have a, uh, if you have a concept of who and what you are, that is not accurate to who and where you actually are, then it's really hard to, to grow or change or learn something from that spot because you're already, you're not lined up with where you actually are on the map. So you have to start with an understanding of who and where you actually are, which is quite confronting. Uh, it's, it's usually not, doesn't have anything to do with what we'd like to imagine ourselves to be. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's so anytime you have a gut check involved with anything, it always brings some element of real seriousness around it when people need to really gut check themselves. Exactly. Yeah. But there's a lot of folks, Jacob, these days that that work in this space or claim to work in this space. You know, I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that you've come across in the next segment where we chat together. But, you know, as far as how you go to market and you did a good job of telling us about the three ways people engage this way. You know, how do you guys really differentiate from the other folks out there that claim to do the same things that you do? Because I looked at your breadth of capabilities, and I was going to make a little picture of it for those that are watching live on Facebook, but it wouldn't fit on the screen. You guys, there's so much stuff that you guys do. Like, how do you guys really differentiate yourself from the other types of folks that have a similar focus to you? Well, I mean, I think there's some differentiation in, in even the digital marketing space for one, and then I can get into a little bit of what's everything else that we do, right? Please. So within the digital marketing space alone, and it's very well, well true that other firms may do uh, all or some or even more than what we do in the digital marketing space. But the power of having a framework is that you know now, are we doing the right thing for what our current stage of growth is? Are we investing in the right thing at the right time? So yes, you want to execute on the strategy effectively, but you also want to execute on that strategy in the right order. So in other words, we'll focus on a marketing foundation first, and we're going to make sure that all those boxes are checked first. We're going to make sure that there's a professional website that's actually doing its job of converting uh, visitors into leads or customers. We're going to make sure that the online reputation is checked off and that they actually have a way that they're consistently getting customer feedback and high quality reviews online so that they reflect as a reputable company. And we're going to do those things before we're going to focus on active search strategies, right? So we want to make sure we have a bucket that holds water before we really start turning the faucet on and pouring into it. And active search strategies are things that you'd be familiar with that you know, again, are going to target everybody who's actively looking for you right now. So organically, do you have the right content in the search engine optimization, pay-per-click strategies, active management of Yelp or Google My Business, right? So those are all going to come after a good marketing foundation, because if you spend money on those beforehand, you may even drive awareness about your products or services. Uh, but when they really come down to doing some brand checking, checking you against competitors, if you haven't taken care of that marketing foundation, if your website looks like a dangerous place to enter uh, or, or your online reputation just doesn't reflect well on you compared to the competition, well, you've now spent money to drive uh, customers to a competitor. You get into 
passive prospect stuff, right? Email marketing and social media marketing and active ad campaigns, same thing. You know, these are all things that are building awareness, but they are, they are, those are customers that are going to require more touches before they become active buyers. So we want to focus on them after we've really tapped out the active search market. So I think that's what distinguishes. You can do the same stuff, but are you doing it in the right order? And do you have a framework that's really holding all the pieces together that a business owner can understand why they're doing it and in what order? I mean, it's, you said it all, like, you know, I call it ready, fire, aim, you know, you allude to it as the leaky bucket syndrome, almost like I, yeah. you know, I, think, I think about you can't build a house on a cracked foundation or a foundation made of sand. And yet I think a lot of people understand that out there, but they don't practice it. And a lot of times they don't practice it because they're looking for the quick wins and they're looking for, to, for the increase in revenue. But a lot of times that translates to if you don't have the foundation in place, you, you might get a temporary win, but you don't have the long term success story. And that's what that's what gets me scared with some of these these types of strategies. If, if people don't use someone like you. Well, that's an interesting metaphor. You think about a cracked foundation. Can you build a house on top of it? You absolutely can. Is it going to cost you more and more and more over time to have built that house on that cracked foundation? It certainly is. You know, you're going to have to be replacing more things along the way. You're going to, uh, it's going to be less comfortable to live in. They're going to be more, it's going to be less energy efficient, right? So that's really what we're talking about is can you build on these things? Of course you can. You can start social media without a good foundation, but are you going to be leaking a ton of energy and, uh, and, and money as a result? Also true. Most likely. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of those that I never think that anything's impossible, but I am a calculated risk type of guy as opposed to trial by fire. And I, I just, I see people, you know, trial by fire everywhere nowadays. And with, you know, all of the information that all of us have access to nowadays is you don't have to go trial by fire. You just don't have to. And I, I see that it routinely with this type of discussion of people trying to build up their digital presence, which has become in a very short time more important than it ever has before. And people are, frankly, scrambling to try to figure it out as quickly as possible. And sometimes, you know, if they have engagement with somebody who plays to that and is like, yes, you, you need to get something going as soon as possible. You need to get out there and get there fast and don't be left behind. Mm -hmm. There's a total fear of missing out type of discussion. And I, I'm just one of those that, that thinks that most of the time, if you make decisions based out of fear, it's not necessarily going to be the right decision that goes to your long-term goals. Hmm. Yeah. Or at least it's not, it's just not even a fun place to make a decision from. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's even just the mindset type of thing. And a lot of, you know, what, what we're talking about back and forth here, Jacob is it, it is a lot of people might look at it as more tactical execution. And it's, I think a lot of it is the strategic mindset discussion before you get to the tactical execution. And it's like, even before it's kind of like one of the things you said is, you know, before you even get to the strategy, it's understand what the struggle is completely mm -hmm. and know what the story is. Cause the story on both sides of the table would help to kind of dictate what the right things to do in the right order are going to be. Yeah, that's essential. What are, what are your goals? What's the vision for this business? right? What does the business owner actually want? What is their agenda, right? Where, what, what, it, because it's, they have a business, not so much simply because they wanted a business, but they wanted a business towards certain outcomes in their life and with their, 
their team and the rest of that. So yeah, there are lots of, of things that you could help that business do, but are they in line even with what the business wants to do and accomplish? That's important. So a very in-depth initial discussion and intake. Uh, I always tell my sales team, like after I've done a, an effective initial discussion, this is now my business. In other words, I feel like now I'm, I'm, I am attached to this business and I'm looking at it through the lens of like, all right, what are we going to do for our business now? Yep. I think that's the right viewpoint for sure. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to get deeper into this with Jacob Griscom, Chief Business Development Officer with R&B Communications. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon. I see. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Racy at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with Jacob Griscom, Chief Business Development Officer with R&B Communications. We're going to dive now into the madness. We got, we got the method. Now we're going to get into the madness behind Jacob's business. And Jacob uh, lives in Grass Valley, California, which uh, if you folks out there haven't been there, it's probably cooler than wherever you live. Uh, but there's plenty of madness out in Grass Valley, California, and I, I would bet that Jacob's seen his his fair amount of madness in his travels, which, as I told you guys before, are 
quite vast if we get into any of those. But Jacob, this is the observational part of the show. We want to hear about stories that you've seen yourself, you know, your own observations, your own client stories. We don't need to compromise client confidentiality or anything like that, but no subject is too taboo. Anything goes. I'm sure folks have asked you for some interesting types of help along the way. I'm sure folks have asked you for some uh, different types of help since the pandemic started, but we want to hear it all, whatever we can, whatever we can from you. So give us some examples of some of the madness that you've seen in your travels as of late. All right. Is it is it okay if it's scary? Uh, we might actually enjoy some aspects of scary. <laughs> well, you know, when we before the break, we talked. We were talking about our digital marketing agency. You know, we obviously already also do uh, deep levels of of web design, web development, software development. But the business started out and is still very strong as a business IT support company as well. And uh, one thing we put together recently was a presentation from uh, our IT director, brilliant guy. We actually, we uh, met together in the cryptocurrency world first, and then, uh, and then we further connected on the dance floor. We're both uh, big parts of our local, local dance scene. And it's rare that you get somebody who's a real, you know, like a straight up geek and nerd who's also super smooth on the dance floor, right? So talk about speaking multiple languages. Alex Dita can do that. And so I had him put together this presentation on how to um, you know, protect and secure your organization's data. Uh, because that, that really was the mantra before I even joined the RMB team was what's the most important part of any business, of any computer, of any network? It's the data. And so there entirely focused on protecting that essential data for a business. And when you're deep in the world of cybersecurity, you get highly paranoid um, because you actually see what's going on in the world of uh, cyber threats. And we've kind of made it clear that it's it's not a matter of if you will be attacked, not or not even if you will be attacked, you are being attacked. That, that much is guaranteed. It's more a matter of, it's not a matter of if there's an incident, uh, if there's some su- success with those attacks, it's a matter of when. And so I think one of the, the craziest things uh, I've seen uh, from our IT support side is the level of brute force attack that is going on against businesses. So just uh, to, to kind of define that, brute force is essentially... Uh, the ability for uh, hacking bots to attack your network or your website or different, any place where there's a username and a password to the tune of 200,000 unique attempts uh, per week and, uh, and increasing, right? And so what eventually happens, right, is that one of those come through and that's usually the biggest point of vulnerable passwords. People come up with exciting ideas like let's use the password as our password. So, uh, right. So eventually these, these brute force attacks are successful. And so um, one story I can think of recently is a business we were working with where Alex had detected, Hey, you're under brute force attack, but they were just sleeping on, uh, on taking any action on it and say, Hey, will you reach out to them and really make it clear what this is that they've, they haven't responded to my messages about this, we need to 
do some some upgrades to their firewall to protect against this. So I, I called them up and I made it really clear what this means. I said, hey, you are being attacked and to the tune of 200,000 unique attempts on your, your, your system every week. Eventually, they will break through. And when they break through, they will encrypt all of your data. They will demand Bitcoin payment to get a, a, an encryption a key back. And they may or may not actually even give you that encryption key. Uh, and then you will have a bunch of encrypted data that represents a huge amount of the assets of, of your, your business and your time and productivity that you're gonna need to have some way to restore, rebuild, et cetera. Uh, so this particular organization continued to sleep on this, but after I give them that call, they said, okay, I'm scared now, let's, let's do it. Uh, in that window, this particular company was involved in, in hydroponics uh, in the marijuana industry. So unironically, uh, on April 20th, right, 420, <laughs> they, they, this brute force attack was, was realized. And so uh, we, we had to go then in, in turn into reparation mode. But what this meant for, for a, really like a, a strong uh, company that sold, you know, had 60,000 you know, unique products on their SKUs, they lost all of that. They did, in fact, get the Bitcoin ransom. They did, in fact, pay it. They did, in fact, not get the encryption key, which is often the case. And so then it was a massive rebuilding process with tons of cost you know, something that really seriously threatened this business's uh, even even life to continue. So that made it apparently clear, you know, immediately clear to me what a real threat that is and how big of an impact that can have on a business. Uh, and so now, uh, uh, you know, I make sure that that is, is highly emphasized, create, created this presentation so that businesses would know really what they're up against. Yeah, I, I not only have I seen similar examples to what you just described, this topic of conversation is 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 almost directly related to some of the digital marketing stuff, too, because, you know, I would agree with you. The organizational data is some people want to protect it. They want to secure it. They want to make sure there's no breach. They want to make sure no personally identifiable information is leaked. But you think about, you know, even if you just mess around with Facebook and there's plenty of SMBs doing business by way of Facebook these days, mm -hmm. think of how many of your friends have like, oh, I'm sorry, if you click on this from message from me, I was hacked. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like, that's how easy it could happen. It's like even just with social media. So not only is it a matter of the data too, it's a matter of your reputational data as well. Also definitely impacts reputation, of course, yeah. So I think that's something that, you know, it's, you make a great point of, you know, a company that was founded in, in IT support, which there are a lot of companies that as technology and using the internet and everything really started to ramp up. There's a lot of companies that dealt with just straight up IT support. And in some ways, you know, you might, folks might look at that as a commoditized type of business and it's the race to zero as far as what the costs are. But, you know, as I would always say, it's about the people and the process first before you talk about any type of product, commoditized or not. And this is a great example there of it's not just about data security, it's about your reputational security and your brand security and your digital presence security. Yeah, I mean, if you've got customer data in there and you that all gets compromised, right, that's major. So, you know, marketing is important because it's about you know helping to grow and scale a business but data is your business right so 
So these, I, I see that there's like a, a harmony between all of our, our departments and how they fit together and how they really stack. And I would still put that really at, at the core that if a business's core assets aren't properly protected, you know, that's a foundation that comes much, much, uh, uh, much deeper even than their marketing foundation, right? Because, yeah. you know, you could put a lot into scaling and growing a business. But again, if you've got a foundation that's cracked at that core level, you're in trouble. There's one aspect of this madness that I want to go back to, and that is, you know, really doing the types of services that R&B does on behalf of cannabis types of businesses. You live in Grass Valley, California. I live in central New Jersey, where recreational cannabis was just recently legalized. And you're going to see it ramp up and recreational dispensaries will be a thing next year and all of that. But as far as you guys and what you do, talk to us a little bit about you know, how you've worked with businesses in that space thus far and where you, where you might see some of that going moving forward as it becomes legal in more and more states and possibly even federally. Yeah. I mean, well, the easiest thing is we've worked with a lot of the, call it the picks and shovels businesses, right? So when you work with a, a grow store, hydroponics, they don't have the, the same limitations that an actual dispensary would have. Sure, or we've sure. worked with a company that builds, uh, you know, light depth, greenhouse uh architecture right so again no no issues with they're they're just like working with any other business uh we do actually have one dispensary that we've worked with and you know their biggest concerns are around security it's tough when you're a cash-based business like that and you have so many limitations that's always been the danger for as long as there's been marijuana growing dealing in a cash business cash is dangerous because, you know, somebody can steal it. You don't have recourse to, especially in the, in the, uh, in the black market days here in California, it's not like you can go to the police and say, Hey, (laughs) all of our drug money was stolen. Uh, So (laughs) I hear, I hear they don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Those have always been, those have always been issues in the industry and until it's, federally legal and they have recourse to the same banking infrastructure and stuff. It remains an issue. It's not something that we uh, really have a direct solve for. It's something that crypto has done some work to try to uh, give them some, some different outlets and resources for how to, how to address those issues. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of as much as I can tell you every their, their, their IT infrastructure is, is similar. There's nothing really uh, different there. But as a business and knowing what that that business is up against, that's their biggest threat. That's the reason they are rightfully paranoid is that they're they're dealing with uh, both the, both the product and the 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 form of payment are vulnerable uh, to uh, to theft. Yeah, no, I definitely agree on that. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to get into the message part of the show as we wrap things up here with Jacob Griscom, Chief Business Development Officer with r Communications. Right back with more Always Friday. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. 
tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back, everyone. It's Friday. It's always Friday. It's me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with Jacob Griscom, Chief Business Development Officer with R&B Communications. If you folks out there like SMB Talk, stay with talkradio.myc for uh, Jeremiah Fox with the Entrepreneurial Web coming up right after this. But uh, back to the show at hand here. Uh, Jacob, this is the message part of the show. We want folks to take away some weekend insight and make some Monday impact you know, there's a couple of different things that come to mind for, for you. Uh, you. You live in a mountainous area. You said to me, keep your eye on the summit, but also the next few steps. You said one out there that I love, prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. And your whole concept of, you know, speak as many languages as you can. Uh, I, I know I butchered the uh, Kamai uh, earlier on in the show, but I don't know if I'm ever going to quite get there as far as learning uh, the Kamai language. But, you know, what what really, what should folks take away, Jacob, over the weekend and really harness it so they go back to work on Monday morning ready to make an impact with this. Great, great thought. Yeah. Well, I I know I'm kind of coming back to again and again, like what, what is a business for, right? Like we didn't typically get a business going just to run a business. So that the summit piece of the mountain is trying to get what's the, what's the big picture? How does this fit into a human life really, right? Like what, what kind of human life do we want to live as a business owner? Are, are we really an owner? Are we an operator? Are we making the movement towards more of an owner over time, over time and giving our, ourselves the the flexibility and the freedom? Uh, I think that's ultimately what we're, most of us are looking for. So to be able to do that, it means that, um, you know, the, the steps in front of us also, matter, but they, they needs to be within an overall map, an understanding of, okay, where are we headed? So that requires some big picture thinking along with the, the day-to-day strategy and those two really fit together. So I would look at, uh, you know, 
we, we, and we can say a lot. One, one of my friends used to just say, you know, words are turds, right? And it basically <laughs> said that actions reflect priorities. People can say a lot. People can talk a good game. But when you look at their actual actions in their life, that reflects real priorities. That reflects what really matters to us because that's what we're actually giving our time to. We may day after day after day after day say, I'm this sort of person. I really value this and that. But words are turds. And so we're looking to see what what do your actions reflect or your your priorities. And so if we do some self-assessment and you come in and you have that Monday morning meeting, your Monday mornings are almost always about like, oh, I've got so much to do. Got to get right into the the action, catch up. So is there actually any ever uh, any time carved into the week consistently that's intentionally about, hey, let's do some big picture thinking. Let's let's clarify this map that we're a part of again. Let's measure how much progress we've been making towards this the summit that we're looking to to get to, or at least our next summit, our next milestone, so that we're out of like always being reactionary and just using you you know the momentum which ultimately also becomes kind of inertia and doing the same thing over and over and over again, right? So that takes something because it means stepping out of the flow. Sometimes it even costs uh, some some money in the short term to build new things, to build new systems, to build new focus. Um, but it's a payoff, right? It means that we're always working back to the house metaphor. We're, we're doing like core improvements that are going to improve the long-term value and longevity of this thing that we're we're living in. And, uh, and that hopefully is, is serving everyone who's under its roof well and comfortably. I, I would say, Jacob, that there is a time every week devoted to exactly what you were saying. And it's called Always Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Uh, yep. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I love the sentiment. I, I am right there with you. Uh, it, this should not be a ready, fire, aim type of discussion. And I, it's, it's far too often that I see that happening. Folks out there in the SMB world, they really need to talk to somebody like you who understands everything from the ground up. And that will be consultative and give, you know, kind of that playbook right off the bat after of the business and really, you know, getting to know the business and the business owner. And then, you know, it's like, you want us to execute it for you. Here's what we do. Here's what it costs, blah, blah, blah. Or they can just take that and go about it on their own. But you know, again, it's everything's a little bit of a give and a take. It's you want to have the right people behind the right process, and that will get you to the right product. So, you know, Jacob, this has been an absolute pleasure. I want to get into my magic three questions before we part ways today. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What is your favorite movie or TV show? And uh, what is your favorite musical instrument and the artist who plays it? So without further ado, and uh, apropos, uh, favorite uh, movie character is none other than Dewey Finn from the School of Rock. So, <laughs> it, you, you know your 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 face is just one of those. I feel like every one that every picture I put you on, it's it almost looks like the person anyway. So, yeah, Dewey do, do Finn, some great lessons to be taken from that movie. Some great music to be made. And uh, I, I I don't know if I told you this, but I do like to join my guests in some of the pictures wherever I can. So, uh, you know, there I am rocking out the guitar there with you. But yeah, yeah you, Dewey, you got it. I don't know what it is, but you got it. <laughs> yeah, baby. As far as a uh, TV show character goes, and this is probably no surprise, Don Draper from Mad Men. And uh, you, you have an uncanny resemblance to John Hamm, I have to yeah, say. Yeah, I, I think that that one is is too spot on. That one is basically <laughs> like, okay, that's a picture of John Hamm. What else? 
And if, if those of you out there are only listening and not watching, it, it, Jacob looks a lot like like Don Draper. There's just no getting around it. Yeah, he's definitely one of my spirit animals. <laughs> so it's no surprise that you know, favorite movies and TV shows are Mad Men and School of Rock. So uh, there is no, not a guest that I've had thus far that's given me more answers to the favorite movie and TV show questions than Jacob. But I wanted to share with you some of my favorite answers and pictures. So you know, as far as the favorite movies go, Jacob mentioned uh, ones that he likes to watch with his sons. Uh, big, and I, I couldn't hesitate uh, to get your face on the Zoltar machine. The Zoltar, that. oh my gosh, perfect. <laughs> uh. But then, uh, you know, it's it, me, me in the in the conference room with you there. As far as uh, McMillan toys, I, I I love that movie a lot. So definitely, it, it struck. I don't, it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. But yeah, exactly. And uh, in the spirit of Tom Hanks, uh, also likes to watch Forrest Gump with the kids. So very good. Uh, Other movies that were listed, Contact. So there you are. That's uh, Jodie Foster. Very good. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm ready to go. I'm okay to go. (laughs) I'm okay to go. And one that's been referenced multiple times during the pandemic, Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah. It's Groundhog Day. One long day of work that started over a year ago that we've all been dealing with. And then That's getting in, getting into some of the TV show stuff. I, I was never a big fan of The West Wing, but um, I you know I'm, I, I haven't also watched a lot of TV shows since my kids were born. So uh, West Wing was next on the list as far as favorite TV show. You uh, look pretty badass there, I have to say. Even even now, vintage Martin Sheen, you look pretty good, man. Yeah. But, uh, then you started rattling off uh, Michael C. Hall adventures. So there was Six Feet Under. Mm-hmm. You know, great character there, obviously. And uh, one of my favorites along the way, Dexter. So, you know, what, so what all of these have in common is that they all have just a lot beneath the surface, right? They all have layers. They all have metaphor. There's a lot that you can extract from all these all these movies and TV shows you're mentioning. They're not they're not uh, just on the surface sort of things. There is absolutely a lot more than meets the eye with you and with these answers for sure. And the favorite musical instrument, and I love this answer, is the human voice, which is the one that I play the most these days, for sure. Uh, Jacob actually loves freestyling, hip-hop, rapping. And I wasn't able to get your face on this one, but Harry Mack was the answer to this. So I had actually never heard Harry Mack's freestyling, and I'm I'm starting to listen to it just because of meeting Jacob. And uh, definitely some cool stuff there, an artist among artists. So, uh, Jacob, again, thank you so much for joining me here today. If you guys look up R&B Communications out there based out of California, you're going to find Jacob and his team of folks. I have some contact information here for for, uh, Jacob and team. Uh, Jacob, once again, thank you so much. Hey, super blast, Steve. Thanks so much. Uh, Really cool thing you got going on here and glad to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the kind words. So uh, next week, uh, we're going to be talking about spring break from SMB life. It's actually spring break for my kids. And I was thinking about taking the week off. uh, But I'm also thinking of rapping with you guys a little bit about taking a break from the work in general, especially if you're an SMB owner. If you decide to take the plunge and own your own business, become an entrepreneur, you should, in theory, be passionate about what you do. Phenomenal feeling. 
although you may have fun owning and operating your SMB, it is important to unplug from the day-to-day and enjoy some other new experiences and maybe even have some self-reflection time like Jacob and I were talking about. But spring break does not have to be wet t-shirt contests, phone parties, and belligerent drinking. Not that there's anything wrong with that, fond memories from back in the day. This is a great time of year, especially considering we just passed the one-year anniversary of pandemic living, to escape from the norm. So I'm either going to take the week off or I'm going to jump on and talk with you guys about SMBs taking a break. But until then, thank you for joining us on Always Friday. We hope you gain some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. Have a great weekend and we'll see you soon. Happy Passover for those who celebrate. Bye, everybody. at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, and politics, all around what makes a great leader, the personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. 
every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 